0: Well, hey welcome to the expositors collective here's a a special bonus episode and i'm joined with uh, fellow expositors collective steering committee member nick hi nick how are you
1: doing great good to be with you mike
0: well nick we're not talking about expositors collective podcast stuff today are we nope
1: not this time
0: um, we 're here to talk i can 't wait to introduce the listeners to this podcast to your new podcast so uh, why don 't you tell us a bit about it
1: yeah so it 's called theology for the people and here 's how it came about just a few years ago i um, you know I was just noticing this kind of trend that a lot of people that that I saw at least in Christian circles. And maybe this has changed over time, but I saw a lot of things in Christian circles where Christians were discussing things which seemed to be different than the, the discussions and questions that a lot of people were asking. Hmm. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to start writing a blog and we'll see how it goes. And over time, it's kind of picked up traction. I also get to host a, a live call in radio show here in Colorado. And, um, and so I get a lot of questions on that. And a lot of people who call in, you know, some of them are Christians and a lot of them aren't. Yeah. And so I I get to hear their questions and answer them and I and I also notice the the recurring questions that are asked both by Christians and non-Christians. So I said, you know, it'd be great for me to have a resource that when when these questions keep coming up, I can just send people an article that's been well researched yeah. and and looked into a decent, you know, concise answer to their questions? Because again, a lot of the same questions come up over and over. Well, recently there was this thing where Anchor, which is a podcast platform, kind of joined teams with with WordPress, the blog platform that I use. And I started getting all these emails, you know, saying, Hey, you should turn your blog into a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Targeted marketing. Yeah. So I started (laughs) talking to Aaron Salvato who runs good lion, which is, I know that expositors collective podcast is on there as well. And he was like, yeah, man, that would be great. You know, and, and what I'm doing is a little bit different than what's out there because it's, um, it would be short form podcasting as opposed to, you know, the long form, which has become really popular. But right. there seems to be kind of still a, a market, if you will, for short form podcasts. So my average episode is probably seven to 10 minutes. And, oh, um, maybe even shorter. I
0: was just looking through right. it. A lot of them are six to seven minutes.
1: Yeah. So a lot of them so far are my blog posts that I've kind of turned into Uh, A podcast form. Now, I'm not doing this with all the articles, mostly just the most popular ones, the ones that have gained a lot of traction over time. And then what uh, I'm planning to do with it is also do some podcast specific content. So like, for example, today, after we're done, I'm going to record and this actually will be more of like a long form discussion podcast um, related to a question that I wanted to spend a little bit more time on that came in through the blog.
0: Okay. Okay. Thanks for, for teasing us uh, with that one. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And so yeah, I've, I've described you to somebody before as like Colorado's most productive man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what's, what's kind of prompted you to add this new, this new project uh, on top of it? You're already very productive schedule.
1: Yeah, no, I think that, um, the whole purpose of being productive in these things, right? Like the purpose of, you know, putting out these messages, um, writing blog posts, getting all these things done is so that we can proliferate the knowledge of the Lord and knowledge of His Word. And I would like to just put that on as many platforms as I possibly can so that if we're producing good content, like let's get that good information in front of as many eyes, in front of as many ears as possible, and, uh, and I especially see the need for that because there's so much bad information out there or sure, misinformation. Absolutely. So I feel like, um, you know, especially, I don't know about you, Mike, but I feel like I put a lot of work into my sermons, right? And it's a it would be almost slightly tragic, in my opinion, to put all that work and all that time and labor and study into something um, and not have more people get to experience it. Right,
0: right, right. So this is, okay, That's a, it's a great way. Yeah, may it go further and wider. And you've, you've, you've put the work into researching and finding out the answers to this. So let's type it up, let's speak it into a microphone, and let's proclaim it from the pulpit as well. Mm. Um, so speaking of like proclaiming from the pulpit, do you want to maybe introduce us to the episode that, that we're going to play? It's it's from April, but uh, I believe it's uh, going to be appropriate for, to our hearers who are are used to hearing on this podcast.
1: Yeah. So it's a message about uh, the difference between preaching and sharing. And just something I've noticed, I think this is true in our, our Western culture, is that um, the idea of preaching, even that word can seem a bit... I don't know, countercultural or, or even kind of like rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Um because I think that, you know, we live in this culture where preaching kind of gets confused with the idea of preachiness, you know, being um I don't know, unnecessarily patronizing. Yeah, patronizing. There you go. Um yeah, condescending or didactic, you know, unnecessarily Condescending or didactic. So, I I think though that uh, we shouldn't throw out the idea of preaching. I think it's really necessary. In fact, somebody was asking me, you know, do you use the word teaching? Do you teach? Do you preach? I said, well, of course, I aim to do both. But uh, if I have to do one or the other, I think I want to preach. And the reason is because uh, I think with teaching you're essentially helping people understand something that they may not know. Where with preaching, it almost doesn't matter if they know it. You're Mm -hmm. declaring it, um, and it needs to be declared. And this is something that we talk about a lot with Expositors Collective, is this idea of Christ-centered or gospel-centered preaching. And it's really important because, let's say, um, well, I'll just put it this way. When When I was a new pastor, I think that I assumed that people get the basics, and my job was to tell them, you know, interesting tidbits that they might not have picked up along the way. Yeah. So I, and I found myself, uh, as I, as I looked back over my old notes, you know, kind of glossing over the parts that were, you know, the essential, the core, and then spending a lot of time on the, on the tidbits, the information, you know, this interesting fact or this interesting discussion. And I believe it was, um, I believe it was Timothy Keller, but it might've been something else, but it was definitely probably Tim Keller was, was involved in, in my, Process of thinking this through, you know, he he has this thing where he says, "It's not just non Christians who need to hear the gospel. Christians need to hear the gospel. Gospel isn't just the gospel message; isn't just the way that we're saved. It's also the way, the means by which God sanctifies us." And so, um, I think that we should not um, move away from the idea of preaching because the idea of preaching is proclaiming something that is that is true and needs to be heralded. It needs to be heard, even if people have heard it before.
0: Well, I mean, I was, I was thinking you're preaching to the choir here, mm. um, and we're, we're glad that you are. So this, we're going to play this episode uh, in, the next, uh, in the next moment. And uh, so how can somebody subscribe uh, to this? Or sort of where can people go to find more of the Theology for the People episodes?
1: So it's on all the major podcast platforms. So it's on Apple, Spotify, um, all the others. So you can just search it up as Theology for the People, or you can also go to the website, which is nickkady.org, or just Google Theology for the People. Um, and it's hosted on Anchor. So for those of you who use Anchor, you know, that's a it's a cool platform that just kind of spreads it out and shows you where it can be found online. So yeah, I think those are... Those are the main places. Okay.
0: Well, thanks, Nick. And without any further ado, here is Theology for
1: the People. Dictionary.com defines the word preachy as tedious or pretentiously didactic. Apparently, this is what comes to mind when people hear the word preaching as well. Perhaps for this reason, some people I have encountered have suggested that churches should abandon the word preaching in favor of the word sharing. Rather than someone preaching a sermon, they suggest we ought to have someone share a message. Is this just splitting hairs? Is it just a matter of words? Does it actually matter at all? Well, it is a bit A matter of semantics. But what is semantics? Semantics is the branch of linguistics that deals with the meanings of words and sentences. So words do matter. Words not only convey meaning, but the reason we have synonyms, for example, multiple words for the same thing, is because each of these words relates a slightly different way of thinking about or portraying that thing, and different words convey different feelings. At the same time, words are shaped by culture, and the meaning of a word can change over time, even if it refers to an objective reality which itself does not change. Western society, with its emphasis on equality, tends to be more inclined to a word like sharing as opposed to preaching. Um, But it's also not just a matter of semantics. It's also a biblical matter. We must recognize that the fact that the Bible uses the word preach over 150 times in the New King James Version, at least, it doesn't use the word share at all in the sense of speaking with other people about the things of God. I remember talking to someone once who claimed that Jesus did not preach. He only taught. He only shared and taught. Her point was that Jesus wasn't preachy. The only problem with her argument is the fact that there are dozens of verses which tell us that Jesus preached and that not only does it say that Jesus preached, but Jesus himself said that the very reason he came was to preach. And he said, let us go over here. Why? So I can preach. And then he trained and commissioned his disciples to preach. For example, in Luke 4, verse 43, he says, I must preach the kingdom of God because for this purpose, I have been sent. Now, it's not just a matter of semantics, and it's not just a biblical matter, but it's also a practical matter. To preach means to proclaim. It means to announce and declare something. So whereas teaching involves explaining, preaching involves declaring. So we need both. But what we can't Get rid of preaching. Preaching is important, biblically, but also practically. Martin Lloyd-Jones said that what makes preaching unique, as opposed to teaching, for example, is that the one who preaches is, quote, there to declare certain things. They are a person under commission and under authority. They are an ambassador who comes to the congregation as a sent messenger. So to preach in the biblical sense, therefore, is not to speak on your own authority or to share your thoughts. Preaching in a biblical sense is to convey a message from God to people. For this reason, I believe we should hold on to this biblical term. However, I believe it is important at the same time that our preaching not be preachy. In other words, it should not be tedious or or pretentiously didactic. It should not be condescending, and it should come from a person who understands and conveys that they are the equal of their listeners, and yet they come to them not with their own ideas and musings, but with a message from God which deserves the utmost attention. Something I often say is that preaching comes from, good preaching comes from two loves. On the one hand, love for God and a desire to honor Him. And secondly, it comes from a love for people and a desire to serve them. Let me read you a few quotes from Martin Lloyd-Jones from his classic book, Preaching and Preachers, that give us some insight into his views, and I think they're good ones, on the role and importance of preaching. Here's some quotes. The most urgent need in the Christian church today is true preaching. And as it is the greatest and most urgent need in the church, it is obviously the greatest need of the world also. Another quote. You cannot read the history of the church, even in a cursory manner, without seeing that preaching has always occupied a central and predominating position in the life of the church. At this point, Lloyd-Jones clarifies that ministry to and care for people and marginalized people is a ministry and duty of the church, and it must happen simultaneous to and not in place of the proclamation of God's word. So when we ask the question, should we be preaching the gospel or should we be serving the needy, Martin Lloyd-Jones says it must be both. It can't just be one or the other. And he points to Acts chapter 6 to make this point where the apostles appointed deacons, people who were capable and people who were full of the Holy Spirit to minister to the needs of their community, the needy people in their community, so they could devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word, deeming it improper for them to neglect those things. Here's some more quotes from Lloyd-Jones on preaching. He says, Paul's last word to Timothy was, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, rebuke, reprove, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. What is it that always heralds the dawn of a reformation or a revival? It is renewed preaching. Preaching is logic on fire. It is theology coming through a person who is on fire. The chief end of preaching is to give men and women a sense of God and his presence. Preaching should make such a difference to those who are listening that they are never the same again. The preacher cares about the people they are preaching to. That is why they are preaching. The preacher is anxious about them, anxious to help them, anxious to tell them the truth of God. So the preacher does it with energy, with zeal, and with obvious concern for people. So may God use us to preach and to teach and to share his truth with others so that hearts, minds, and lives will be changed for the better.